Welcome back to the Paddle and Fin Podcast Network. We're brought to you by Yak Gadget. For all your kayak fishing accessory needs, go to yakgadget.com. Pelican cases, coolers, and lighting. Go to pelican.com. The 153 Bait Company. For all your hard and soft bait needs, go to the 153anglers.com. Now let's get this show started. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Bass Thumbs Fishing Podcast, where we are constantly trying to keep our thumbs ripped up. Uh, tonight, got a... Uh, really excited to have Shane on the show tonight. Um, we're going to kind of go over kind of our why we rigged our kayaks the way that we did uh we got some pretty rigged out kayaks between both shanes uh, uh we're just gonna kind of dissect that and and kind of give our thoughts about why we uh we rigged it out the way that we did um so really excited to have him on but kind of some housekeeping stuff uh one cool thing about Paddle and Finn this year is that they're going to be doing the Fantasy League. So if you guys go to paddleandfin.com and you scroll to the bottom, you'll see a link where you guys could get signed up to do the Kayak Bass Fishing Fantasy League on Paddle and Finn, through Paddle and Finn. Uh, they're covering KBF, Hobie, and Bass. So you'll be able to pick anglers and follow your anglers along this year and do like a full Fantasy League. Um, so make sure you guys go check that out. Pretty sure the link will be in the description. Um in the show description so really excited about that um another exciting announcement too is that the paddle and fin is going to be doing their dale hollow event out in tennessee uh it's going to be a two-day event on dale hollow uh really excited about that and i'm actually going to announce tonight that my wife and i are going to be flying out for that event and going to be going and fishing on dale hollow and joining the paddle and fin family out there it'll be my first time in tennessee and fishing dale hollow and my wife's gonna be with me too uh gonna borrow some kayaks and just go have a blast out there so uh it is on tourney x right now if you look up like just paddle and fin dale hollow event you guys will be able to find that information so if you guys are local to the area or you want to travel and come fish with us uh the paddle and fin family will be there putting on a great event um so more details to come on that but kind of excited to be doing that this year with my wife and the paddle and fin family uh let's see what else is going on so uh next weekend or this weekend actually in california the ca bass nation series uh kicks off at uh, shasta it's going to be a two-day event uh they got around 70 around 70 anglers in both uh california bass nation and wild west right now the last time i looked which is awesome uh it's going to be a battle out there and can't wait to have the winner of both those events on the show Really looking forward to covering that series. Um, great opportunities for the anglers up there in NorCal and the whole state. Um, the ABA kayak series down south is going to be kicking off their season opener at Lake Paris next weekend on uh, February 12th and 13th. Uh, so really looking forward to that. There's uh, a lot of opportunities coming as well that I can't share about yet. Um, but this weekend, um, when you guys hear this, you might be seeing some things coming that uh, may 
shock some of the California anglers, but um, I'm just going to leave it at that. We got a big national series coming down south. That's all I'm going to say. So uh, be on the lookout for that. Excited to see uh, what comes of that. So without further ado, that's enough of my intro. Let's go ahead and bring Shane on as well. Uh, Shane, how you doing tonight, man? Hey, good, buddy. How are you doing? First off, Shane, what's up? I'm Shane. <laughs> I'm Shane, too. <laughs> the two Shanes. Uh, the two Shanes. The NorCal Shane and the SoCal Shane. So yep. it's pretty pretty funny. But, uh, man, I, I've been following you, especially this last year. Uh, you have a lot going on, and you, you're really well uh, connected in the kayak community. And uh, it's going to be really cool to have you on tonight and kind of pick your brain a little bit on one of the big things right now is is like rigging kayaks and and i know that you just rigged out your pa14 you did a really great job and you did everything yourself right yeah yeah i did okay. everything myself yeah so uh, we're gonna we're gonna get into it but i'm still introing really quick uh sure. i get sidetracked sometimes but um the one question that i ask every single person on my show the bass thumbs fishing show uh, our motto is keep your thumbs ripped so shane have you in the past have you ever maybe turned to your wife or your friends and maybe showed or bragged about how ripped up your thumbs are? Yes, I have. <laughs> yes, are your I have. Thumbs, are your thumbs currently ripped? Mm, not currently. No. Not currently. It's been about a week since I've been out. So. <laughs> All right. So they've had time to heal, but your plan this weekend at Shasta is to definitely rip some rip your thumbs up on those small mouth, right? Or those spotted yeah, bass. Yeah, small yeah. mouth, spotted bass. Yeah, I'm <laughs> I'm excited, man. All right. I'm really excited to get out there. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of like the icebreaker that I kind of try to ask every guest. But uh, anyways, so kind of kicking things off, Shane, why don't you just kind of talk a little bit about who you are as an angler and uh, maybe a little bit about how you fell in love with kayak fishing. And then we're going to get into the details of why you rigged your Hobie out the way you did. So let's sure. just go ahead. Go ahead, man. All right. Well, my name's Shane Jones. I'm from uh, Northern California. Um, up here, uh, about uh, maybe an hour south of uh, Sacramento. Um, I've been kind of fishing for, well, I've been fishing well, since I was a kid, but really bass fishing, um, probably about 15 years. Uh, I've been fishing uh, on and off. But, uh, more seriously, into tournament fishing probably for about uh the last four years um i've been really tournament fishing my first kayak i picked up was probably about 12 years ago actually um i bought my first uh jackson big tuna and uh my buddy and i he had a crack i think a kraken or a big rig uh we just rigged those up and went out fishing but the tournament scene wasn't quite there yet um there weren't that many tournaments out so um i kind of got out of it got into more physical fitness and running and uh, that's a whole different story but uh, that took me out for about five years and then uh, i think it was probably around 2017 i started back into the kayak and then fishing in the uh, tournaments so um you know i just really enjoy it uh, i have a boat too uh, we go out into the boat my kids myself uh you know i'm putting on a junior angler tournament circuit up here. It's called the Gold Country Bass Tour. Um, it's to get kids out onto the water and tournament fishing. Um, and, uh, you know, I'm involved with that. So I'm busy with that on my schedule and, you know, trying to pull off a, another uh, 
schedule for fishing for myself. So, yeah, that's super cool. So is it like, how, how young are the kids that you do it for? So the kids are, uh, kindergarten up to, uh, 17. So all the way into uh 12th grade. So, wow. um, you know, we have some kids, uh, I think this year we have one that's in kindergarten. Um, and you know, we just, uh, is he throwing a bait caster? Uh, well, no, they're more spinning rods at that point, you know, and it's, yeah. you know, it's fun to watch them though. I mean, that's why I kind of, you know, I just ask cause you never know. You got some prodigy out there just like kindergarten, just flipping and pitching. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, there, there are some good sticks. Some of these kids are pretty good sticks. Um, yeah. you know, and so we have, we have five tournaments this year, um, plus two, uh, online tournaments that we're using through turning X so they can get out with their you know kind of fish throughout the month get some practice in and that's awesome uh, then we have a toc later in the year sweet so and then uh so one thing about the show like why i had you on the show uh you recently um how new is your hobie did you just get that hobie or is it or have you been fishing yeah for a i little just bit? i just bought that hobie back in uh i think it was november i picked it up in november November. So up there at uh, Headwaters uh, Adventure Company up in uh, Reading. So I'm going to so, throw, if you guys are watching live on our Facebook or YouTube, uh, I'm going to go ahead and throw just one picture up so you guys can kind of get a visual of Shane's uh, rig. Now this is just a rig, this is just a picture of this view of the kayak, but as you guys can see, uh, the double garments and uh, why don't you just kind of walk us through your, your thought process, Shane? I'm going to leave the picture up for a second. Uh, it looks yeah, like you sure. used the Hobie H-Rail across, which is some pretty custom stuff. So Yeah, I used the, the smaller Hobie. I think it's made for an Outback. Um, and uh, just uh, mounted that across from that uh, those two plates there. Um, and then I used the – I have two Garmin 93 SVs up front. Uh, one One's mainly for, uh, you know, my side imaging, down imaging, my – my sonar and then the other side I use for uh, my pan optics. Um, so the, the one that you see on the left is more for my pan optics, but I can flip on the mapping for that too. Yeah. So, um, but that color, you know, that color scheme is really sick too, man. I mean, it, it's yeah, a clean I really boat. do like that color. You know, yeah. everyone tends to have the blue and the gray. I like the, the green and the black. Yeah. So what kind of mounting system is that? Is that like, obviously there's custom, like Hobie clips right there and that clips to what kind of bracket do you have on it? So those, so those are, uh, the, the original Garmin, uh, brackets, they're actually mounted to the, so each, each graph has, uh, two Hobie H rail plates. The, they, they, they have actual plates that, uh, are flat. And so I've got both, uh, Garmin's, with uh two each and they're super sturdy um i can actually just take my graphs off and just drive and not even worry nothing's going to happen to the to the uh actual uh uh the the electronical backing on the uh the graphs there nice so do you leave your pedal drives in like that or do you take them out no i take them out yeah. Um, I, I use a trailer, so, uh -huh. um, in theory, it could stay in there. It won't like, there's nothing down below in that section. Yeah. I could leave it there, but I'll be honest with you. I've got one, my previous, uh, kayak is a, is a native, uh, -huh. uh Titan 13. And 
one day I was heading up to uh, Lake Comanche for Yakabass tournament, and uh, I drove with my pedals in. I thought I locked them down. Well, when I got up there, they were gone. My <laughs> pedals were gone. Wow. And so I fished the tournament. Yeah. And I left a little early because the fishing was not great. And I ended up uh, driving back, hoping I would see it on the side of the road. But I didn't you know, see it. So that was it. I'm trying dollar mistake. I'm trying to push uh, just bona fide as well. But I'm trying to push one objective actually to come up with some sort of plug. I know that the cassette, there's a cassette plug in the Hobies. But I'm talking about like something that will really kind of suction tight you know and kind of seal off that hole really well uh it'd be sweet if a company would come out with some sort of plug because why don't you talk about this Shane? i feel like this is a good question that i kind of see a lot um as far as guys that especially like they buy a kayak like this and then go bow mount and take the drive out um yeah what is your what is your like i guess meaning behind buying a, uh, and I'm just going to ask the question because I see it. It's not like I'm asking you personally because I already kind of know your sure. answer maybe. But for guys wondering, why buy a Hobie PA14360 and spend upwards of over $5,000 just to bow mount it? Well, <clears throat> the bow mount XI3 that I have up front, I actually custom made a bracket for my Titan 13. So my Titan 13 did have a an XI3 up front. The main reason I went to a Hobie uh, PA14 was um i just felt like there to me it was just a little bit cleaner of an install um obviously was one the number two was the 360 drive um you know the titan 13 it turned but i i did like the fact that if i'm fishing shallow water i could rely on that 360 drive to to move around um that's the one thing that's that's the one thing that's nice about the the hobie drive is that so do you carry it like behind your seat or something or you have it tucked away or do you keep it with you or no i just keep it with me i keep it inside the uh the the, when i'm using the the motors i just keep it on the inside i might pull it off and just set it up front there in the front of the graphs um if i need to but because my um, buddy that has one he he uh I don't know if you saw his video or not. The red, the Ike edition one that we rigged out. Yeah. 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 He he puts his like right behind his seat, like kind of like, I guess, perpendicular in the boat. And and it seems to fit really nice right there. That's the cool thing about the drive is like you can kind of put that drive compared to like my propel drive on my bonafide. Like you can't, you can't really carry that thing around with you. (laughs) No, no. And that was one, that was another thing is that drive is a lot lighter than those. uh... Eating better is easy with factors, delicious, ready to eat meals. Every fresh, never frozen meal is chef crafted, dietitian approved and ready to go in just two minutes, including calorie smart protein plus, which is the one I like and keto get started today and get after your goals. Discover a wide variety of easy options for the entire day, like breakfast, midday bites, and more. No prep, no mess meals. Factor meals are ready to heat and eat, so there's no prepping, cooking, or cleanup needed. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. Head to factormeals.com slash waypointpod50 and use the code waypointpod50 to get 50% off. That's Waypoint Pod 50 at factormeals.com slash waypointpod50 to get 50% off. After years of fine print contracts and getting ripped off by overpriced wireless providers, 
If we've learned anything, it's that there's always a catch. So when I heard that Mint Mobile wireless plans are $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan, I thought, what's the catch? But after talking to them, it all made sense. There isn't one. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they sell wireless service online. They cut out the cost of retail stores and pass those sweet savings directly to you. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com waypoint. That's mintmobile.com waypoint. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com waypoint. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. You know, with the native drive, for sure, it's a lot lighter. Yeah. Um, you know, and the other thing, too, is if I'm in the weeds or anything like that, I was just kind of tired of lifting up the drive and getting the weeds out all the time. So, yeah. Um, but, you know, the XI3 up front, uh, it does add a little bit of weight to that Hobie. Uh, the one thing that uh, I did notice shortly after, and it's not a huge deal, but uh water does come up into that section where the drive is um especially if i'm trying to stand or anything uh and it will bring water up in and if you notice those lower rod holders water will go down into those tubes so yeah um, my buddy had gonna, to seal, he had to seal those off yeah, yeah i'm probably going to end up sealing them off um not that it's you know a huge deal i just don't like having water in the hole if it gets down yeah. in there i hate that yeah, no one, no one likes that. But another thing too to, to kind of highlight on, like, I'm kind of answering the question as well. Like, why buy a pedal drive kayak to bow mount it? Uh, I think the biggest thing is for me is like having the ability to have one kayak that kind of does everything. You know, like whether it's um, paddling or pedaling or motorizing it. You know, when you buy a pedal a pedal drive kayak, you have that opportunity to let's just say Hobie BOS comes out here or a tournament comes out here where we need a pedal, or we just want to go leisurely pedal for exercise or whatever. We have that ability to do it as well. You know, when you go buy a kayak that doesn't have a pedal drive. Um, and also I feel like the pedal drive platforms, um, I feel like this is kind of a key highlight too, is like the pedal drive platforms, like the Hobie, like your Hobie right there and my P127 and a native and an old town PDL, the platforms of the kayaks as well. Um, are a little wider and a little bit more stout and sturdy and it's yeah it's i don't know well coming from an actual paddle because i had my big tuna i fished that probably one season with the big tuna and that was paddle and i'll tell you what i'm a big dude and if it's windy i'm a big freaking sail so you know <laughs> being out there trying to stay on to something uh yeah. i was blowing around like crazy and yeah you know when i did go to the pedal drive with the titan um that helped out a lot, but still, I'm a big dude, and it, it will blow me around. So that's where that XI3 came in <laughs> There's handy. nothing like pressing that anchor button, huh? <laughs> there isn't. There isn't. Um, Whether you're eating you a know, sandwich or rigging up or fishing, it, it's just the best. I know. I know. Especially if it's windy and you need to tie something on. Maybe you broke off. You need to retie or whatever. You know, if you're down and looking down trying to tie something on, shoot, you could be 50 yards away before you know it, you know? Yeah, same same with, like, submitting a fish, you know? Like, you're on a spot. Let's just say you're on a rock pile, and that rock pile's on fire, and you catch a fish, and you don't have spot lock. All of a sudden, like you said, you're, like, 50 yards away, and you got to go back and find that angle and find that rock, yeah. and it's just, like, a pain. And if you have the XI3 and you're on that rock pile, you've, you've never moved 
from the time yeah. you've landed the fish to the time you submitted the fish to the time you stand up to cast again, you haven't moved. <laughs> no. Yeah. Which is key. Yeah. It's, it's and that's how you catch nice. fish back to back. The only thing I, I really wish would work is Garmin does not communicate to the motor guide. And I, I, you know, it's the one thing that I'm just like, really, why can we not just make a simple platform across everything? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, because it would be nice to be able to just, you know, hit waypoint, go to, and just let it take you to it. You know what I yeah. mean? Um, so that's the only thing I really wish that Garmin would, would work on trying to integrate that. But Yeah. And I mean, let's just see what happens in the future. But at the same time too, like I have, I have Lorance graphs and I'll get some, I'll get to my kayak in a second, but just kind of talking on that subject of like the NEMA is what you're talking about. The NEMA system. Yeah. Uh, the NEMA system. Yeah. I mean, I have, okay. So what's funny is like when we were rigging my kayak previously, my, my SS 127 last year, I had it all rigged up, carried it a great job, tying it all in and everything. But dude, the NEMA system is, there's a lot of cords that go with that thing, dude. Like it is yeah. like a spider web kind of deal. Yeah. And I just kind of looked at it all and I was, it was in my kayak and it all looked good, but I don't know. There's something about going almost, and I have a lot, but almost going too much. I get kind of nervous of like electrical fails and stuff like that too. And like having too much yeah. going on, you know, like having your motor get all freaked out because you have so many things connected to it. And so I don't know, I, I took my NEMA system out and I don't use it and I have my waypoints and I have my motor guide and. I manually go to my waypoints and stuff. And at the end of the day, I feel like it would be nice, but at the same time, it's kind of like, I'm, I'm content with, with everything I got going on at the same time, you know? Yeah. I mean, I've got, I've gotten by with it without yeah. it. So, <laughs> yeah. You know, I do have a NEMA network because I had to, in order to, I, I do have the Garmin Steadicast. So I had to integrate it that way, but, um, Talk know. about the steady cast really quick because they all have sure. them. Like Hummingbird has it, um, um, Lawrence has it, like the pucks and stuff. So, I guess why and what is the what is the main uh, advantage of that? I know so, the answer. I'm just asking the question. Yeah. So if anybody out there has a graph uh, and you pull up onto a rock pile, a brush pile, or or a point or anything, and and you know if you ever notice your your icon every time you, you think you're sitting on that and it keeps moving, you know, left and right. And you can't stay locked on your boat. Your kayak doesn't stay locked on. That's where the Garmin Steadicast is. I think it's a three point axis GPS. So you have to run it through a, uh, uh, it has to do like some, uh, when you program it, you do some circles and what it does is it basically reads that coordinates. So that way, when you do go to a waypoint, that that icon, it, your your boat icon on your graph is pointed right on the direction that you're constantly casting. Yeah, which so, is huge um, for casting at at rock piles and, stuff, and waypoint. It is because yeah. otherwise you got to use a marker. You know, you got to throw a buoy marker out there and know exactly. Otherwise, you're lost. You don't know where you're sitting. Unless you have perspective mode or scout mode. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So let's get into that. Let's get into that. Mm -hmm. um, what is your th overall thoughts on LiveScope? What is your What do you think about it, and how do you use it? How did How does Shane Jones use it? So I use it uh, periodically through the day. Um, I like to uh, throw it down, just you know, see if I see any fish swimming around. That's the main thing, you know. I 
it's very, I think maybe one time out of the last year, I've, I've actually seen a fish come up and hit, hit something on an A rig or a jerk bait. I try not to spend time on it. I use it as a tool, but I don't use it as, you know, oh, there's fish there. I'm going to stay there for, you know, however long it's going to take and throw 30 different baits at it in hopes to catch something. Um, I use it more for a tool more than anything. See if I see fish suspended more or they more locked to the bottom. Um, what mode, what mode, what mode do you find yourself using the most like perspective down or uh, forward? Uh, I use forward majority of the time. Um, now if I'm locked on, uh, you know, with spot lock and, you know, I'm on school fish or something, I might just throw it into, uh, down mode. Um, so I have a, uh, I forgot the name of it. It's a, it's a special, you know, uh, uh, Garmin transducer mount that goes on the actual transducer and I can turn it and move it and put it into whatever position I want. Um, I, I think this year I bought, I think it's called the fishing specialties, uh, you know, mount. So it's very solid. Yeah. It's the same uh, I had I one. Use. Yeah. I have one that I jerry rigged and made the last year and it worked fine. Yeah. Me this too. one's just super <laughs> yeah. solid. Oh yeah. I had a, I had my buddy made me like a little PVC one and it worked great. Like it worked, but this one, you know, is, it's just clean and easy and nice. And yeah. have you, uh, have you cut your shaft of it down or have you cut the handle down on it at all? Or are you kind of leaving it how it is? No, I just leave it how it is. Yeah. yeah. Um, I know. I it, thought about, it, I thought about like maybe cutting it down and then I had it out there and I was using it and I was like, I don't know. I kind of, I kind of like the bigger handle. I kind of like how tall it is. It's kind of, I don't have to reach way down. I don't have to move, you know, too far down and stuff. So yeah. And where I, feel I like have it's a good it, height. Yeah. Where I have it, it doesn't get in the way at all. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, and then when you pick up and go, it kind of clips to the side or something or where do you put it? Yeah. I kind of did what you guys did, uh, for the red kayak. I just used those, uh, rod, the rod, uh, like uh, for yeah, rod lockers that little thing yeah. yeah and it actually fits on the back of the atrial right along the kayak and it fits perfect so i only yeah. have to use one of those and just strap it yeah so, yeah um, well that's definitely a plus about the pa14 you got room all over the place <laughs> yeah. yeah it's a I big dig <laughs> well and then i picked up a couple of those yak gadget uh t-tracks the atrial t-track things those okay. are pretty solid too. So it holds my GoPro, my, my, my stern light. And, you know, yeah. I've got, you know, another section up in the middle if I need it. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, what other, what other kind of things do you got going on in your kayak? Do you have a, what's it called? The, uh, hydro wave or anything like that? Or I got no hydro wave. Um, I, you know, I got a you got the XI, you got the XI three, the kayak. I one, got right? an XI three up pounds. front, and then in the back, I've got the uh, Newport Vessel NK one eighty S. Okay. Um, and I'm running a twenty four volt, uh, fifty amp on that motor for the Newport, um, an Ionic uh, battery, uh, and then I've got. So I went to a twelve volt fifty amp for the bow mount because my logic for that is. Yeah, you um, use the back. Yeah, I could use the back motor to get to point A or point B, and then if I need to use the XI3, I can. Um, never depending, once. Depending on what circuit you fish. 
yeah it depends on the circuit you know you do fish and that's the other thing i designed the whole thing so um if if i'm you know majority of time i'm going to use the rear motor majority of the time the only time i really foresee is like i think saturday up at shasta it's supposed to be blowing pretty good um i might you know throw the xi3 up front so i could spot lock um but you know i could take it out take the battery out it, it you know easily removable and then i don't have that extra weight in there at all so. speaking of batteries what kind of batteries are you running on each of your graphs and also your you have to power the black box as well so what is your what is your overall batteries for your two graphs and your and your live scope so i'm using the um the ionic uh 12 volt 50 amp hour battery and i've gone out there and i've had live scope on for eight hours i've had both graphs going pretty much 80 to 95 percent brightness and when i get off the water i still have 50 percent left no problem on those graphs so that's like that 26 like kind of 26 per unit yeah and then a little bit a little bit of that's for the black box as well yeah so I one one I, battery I, running everything yeah one battery running every well run all the graphs so i have three separate batteries so i have i have oh, okay i have a 12 volt 50 amp running my graphs and my pan optics i have another 12 volt 50 amp running my xi3 that is in my crate i have a custom made big crate yeah. um and then my my 24 volt is also in that crate too who, who made your crate did you make it yeah i made the crate nice so how many rod tubes? Like a, how many rod tube holders uh, i got seven rod tube holders and i uh, custom made it with uh, extruded aluminum so all of them will you know be held on with like a t-track type ordeal yeah. and then when you open the lid the the actual rods will you know tilt back with the actual lid so they're all out of the way i could fully open the lid nice so, nice and then just integrated it with a USB to, you know, charge a GoPro or, you know, any of my lights so, uh, for Stern. So just for fun, and this is just kind of a fun, a fun thing to say. How much do you think you got invested in your kayak? Oh, geez. <laughs> uh, just around, just, just a round fun. rough number. Just a round rough. You got to have that round rough. You, you have it. Uh, it's probably it. I mean. You know, the, the glitter boat guys are going to laugh at this, but I probably have, I probably have well over, well over 12 or 13,000 into it. At least. Okay. I, I asked that question because this is, this is the, this is the thing I'm going to say. You, you have that much invested, but mm -hmm. if you were to have that much invested in a bass boat, that bass boat wouldn't look like your kayak. No, no. Yeah. Because yeah. the bass boat, in order for your bass boat to look and have the same functionalities as your kayak, you're looking at like at least like a thirty thousand dollar boat, easy, yeah, easily, maybe yeah. even more. I'm talking like to kind of have the same, you know, you got double screens right there. You got, you know, you got the um, the XI three in the front with spot lock, and you and if you have those things on a bass boat, it just ups the value of the bass boat too. So like. A twelve thousand dollar kayak is sort of like having a. I'm gonna say this, sort of like having like a forty, fifty thousand dollar bass boat. So, um, yeah, that's just my feel on it. 
you know, with all your batteries and everything. And then on, you know, basketball guys can make fun of us all we want. But at the end of the day, like we're kayak fishermen and we fish kayak tournaments and we fish out of a kayak. Like it's our kayak. Like we can't, yeah, we can't have a bass boat in a kayak tournament. So we yeah, make our kayaks well, as close as we can to a bass boat. <laughs> the funny thing is I, I do have a boat. I have a, I, I do have a boat. Um, yeah. And to be honest with you, I, I enjoy taking the kids out. I enjoy, you know, going and fishing with the family, but I enjoy the kayak so much more. And, you it's know, when I take that challenge. boat out, I don't worry, you know, if something's going to happen, you know, if I, if one of the motors on the kayak goes out, well, shoot, I got my pedal. And then if the pedal has an issue, I have my, <laughs> I have a paddle with me at all times, but yeah. Um, but the other thing too, um, that I will tell anybody is, being on a kayak has actually made me a better fisherman overall, like all around, just because, you know, and you know this too. I mean, we can't cover as much water. Yeah, we can cover okay amount. Yeah. But we, you know, we can't make a 30 yard, you know, a 30 mile run yeah. up river if we want to, you know what I mean? For sure. So you have to stick around and, and figure those fish out. No doubt. That's, that's the truth for sure. So, uh, I'm going to go ahead and just throw my kayak up cause we're kind of, we're kind of going over both of our rigs. So, uh, this is, uh, this is my new kayak. I don't know if you guys saw my YouTube walkthrough or not, but we released a walkthrough on my, on Bass Thumbs Fishing YouTube. And, uh, this is kind of one of the reasons why I had Shane on the show as well, because we both kind of went the same direction as far as like having double graphs. We got XI threes. And we got lithium batteries all over it. Uh, I got the active target on mine. So uh, one thing, one thing that I'll ask you, Shane. I don't know. Did you did you happen to watch that video or not? Or yeah, I did. Okay. So what did you think about where I put my catchboard? I think it was pretty cool. So I know that you know it depends on what kayak that you have, but my thought on it was again, like I kind of understand how. Uh, where it's placed, I guess, you know, um, I guess a fish could maybe board flop, but at the end of the day, it's, it's kind of a, like a nice thing. And I, and I wanted to do it and kind of start a conversation about that, I guess, about like that if kayak companies could in the future, um, innovate areas like that in our kayaks where we could have our catch boards either a out of the way or b like, we never have to move them, which is, really cool about where i put mine because i went out and fished in it and it was so sick not having i didn't have to move it or do anything it's just right there and i i measure my fish well are you able to put a net to the side of it in case that fish does flop i no i can but at, but okay. honestly like i use fish monkey gloves and like i i kind of you know how you can just like understand like what the fish is like feeling like you could tell like yeah. how tense it is or like, or oh, what, yeah. like, yeah. 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 But, like you just gotta you have like, don't. you just gotta have like a little bit of like awareness, I would say. And, uh, I'm going to try it this year and I will let you guys know if I regret it, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> you'll probably see it on YouTube flopping maybe, but I don't think it's going to, because I've kind of put my catchboard in that similar spot just without it being right there anyways. And I've only lost like one fish in like my whole life of a board flop and I've never put a net out ever. So, yeah. um, it, I know it does happen, but it's just something that I'm trying to, that I'm trying out. So, yeah, well, and I think, uh, I mean, do you use a, uh, donkey leash at all? Yeah. 
Yeah. yeah so I usually, if, if I know, you could tell when you pull that fish up, if you know that fish is tense, especially a spotted bass, those oh, yeah. things are angry as angry as anything, you know? Yeah. Um, I always throw it in the water, let it chill for a little bit. And then, you know, for sure, it, you know, and you want to put some water, is, put some water on your board and, uh, yeah. and those fish monkey gloves, those, that grip I got, I mean, I can hold that fish, bro. <laughs> like I could, that, that yeah. fish doesn't really go it's anywhere. Death grip locked in. Yeah. So I don't know, just something kind of new that I, that I did. You guys can kind of see it in the picture. It's like right there in front of my graphs. But like I said, it's, 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 it's forward enough to where I never, ever have to move it. And it's also cool because it kind of acts like a little rigging table right there. Like I can put like my tackle box on it when I'm like rigging my finesse stuff or whatever. Uh, it's kind of like a little table too, which is, which is kind of, kind of, kind of cool and different. Uh, Carrie at OEX did an insane job on my mount for those double graphs. He integrated the propel drive pipe that clips into the front clips right there. Like you'll see on native drives and and this new bona fide p127 drive he basically took a pipe um in that same form and and created that mount so that mount just clips in and kind of like what shane talked about earlier with his with his uh graphs i can just unclip the mount and the whole mount just comes off and the cables just lay in the kayak which is so sick that i can just take it on and off kind of like what you talked about yeah um, in the front hatch, I got the active target with an 18 amp lithium battery. Uh, I got the one objective plate on the front with the XI3. It's kind of cut off in the photo, but the XI3 is on there. I got the red and green lights on both sides. Um, and then, uh, did you do red and green lights too? So I haven't made a decision on that yet. I'm just using some uh, cheap Amazon things attached to my H rail right now. Um, I haven't decided if I want to. You know just integrate it onto the one objective mount um yeah or go to what like kind of like what you did yeah um, so this but, so one of the things that i forgot and i kind of forgot to mention in the video is that i'm using the fpv power distribution hub um, okay so i have the lights and i have the active target box hooked to the distribution hub and the distribution hub has a tiny little remote like probably half the size of the XI3 remote. So I mm -hmm. can turn the lights off with the push of a button on my remote, which will be in my vest. And then I nice. can also power off the active target um, with just the push of the button as well, which is kind of cool. Um, nice. I forgot to, I yeah. forgot to highlight that in my walkthrough. <laughs> <laughs> I use the yak power. I have the yak power and yeah, you know, it, it's similar to the FPV um, and mine just Bluetooth to the, uh, my phone. And I could just turn it on and off if I want to. Yeah. So. Yeah, and I got the fishing specialties mount, uh, two HDS Live Sevens, um, by the way, and then uh, the fishing specialty mount is on the right side over there, um, and then I got the one objective uh, accessory plate, and I got like two PVC clips, and uh, I matched the diameter of the fishing specialties, and it clips right into that plate, so it's out of the way when I'm making a run. And nice. then right behind the seat, I got a hundred amp lithium Dakota lithium. And then, uh, I wish I had a picture of it, but right behind the battery, um, I did a Pelican case and the Pelican case has two 23 amp lithium batteries. Uh, they're not in sync. They're separately charged or they're separately powering each graph. 
um the active target has an 18 amp lithium battery in the front hatch powering the active target box so i got two 23 amps in that pelican case powering each graph and then uh the black pack is completely empty so i i kind of wanted to have that completely empty just for my kayak to have the ultimate you know storage spot for my tackle um because i don't have as much room as like the hobie guys sure. or like other kayaks yeah and then i got i think i got eight rod tube holders around the black pack and then i use a couple ar2s by yak attack and uh that's that's pretty much it and like the like the clickbait title says uh ten thousand dollar tournament kayak it's it's a little over but it's right around there and uh honestly i couldn't be more happy with it um it's super fun to see the end result huh and you're out there and it's just like dialed in (laughs) it is it is and being able to customize it the way you want it oh yeah yeah Um, that's the funnest part about kayak rigging you can just do it however you want to do it (laughs) you know and i my my word advice to anybody would be like sit down and just draw it all out first you know what i mean because otherwise you you might get in the middle of it and go oops you know i i should have thought of it different way you know yeah um just draw everything out before you start really trying to customize it yeah and i know obviously there's there's two different types of I guess kayak anglers there's the guys that know how to rig really well like shane uh you could just do like a great job on your boat like you did personally but not everyone's that gifted as far as like rigging things out and that's okay and that's why it's good to take it to guys like carrie and you know yeah pay the labor fee but be really happy with how it turns out because carrie or like Ramel up north the wizard uh you know those two guys pretty much are now covering like the whole state and it's it's yeah. cool to see both those guys um kind of do their thing and have the ability to rig guys kayaks out the way that they want them and uh you know it's just it's just been cool the last couple of years seeing all the new innovative things i know i know and um romel up here i i mean <laughs> that guy gets i mean he he takes it a whole different level and some of that stuff is the cleanest stuff i've ever seen oh yeah you know, he 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 he's on a whole different level than uh even what i can do <laughs> oh yeah so, he loves that yeah. carbon fiber <laughs> yeah the carbon fiber which makes sense the, because it's light and it's super durable it like is. it's it it's is. perfect for the kayak stuff so it is um let's see so that's pretty much like the logistics um one thing that i kind of wanted to cover too that shane touched on too is that um i use my active target a little bit different than shane i feel like each angler uses it a little bit different but um the way that i use mine is i have it on scout mode like 90 percent of the time and i almost use it like a 360. um i use it to find offshore rock piles and i can see exactly where they're at in front of me and then i just make repeated casts on the rock piles and i can see fish swimming on the rock piles too because it's live and uh you know it's just a great way to find structure to to keep casting at structure around it or you know you can kind of see like you can see like rock pile rock pile and then that hard spot in between uh you know like that highway that you can that you can accurately cast to um the tree that's just to your left that you may not see if you didn't have it um that's the main we that's the main way i use it and the cool thing about scout mode is that and not a lot of guys i don't hear a lot of guys talk about this um 
but you can use it in 25, 30 feet and you can use it in five feet, which is really cool. Like you can use it in all depths. Um, and it's not so much, it's not, you know, the best when it comes to like watching the fish hit your bait, um, as like forward, as forward is forward. You could really see them, you know, track your bait and hit it. Um, but I feel like for me right now, I just don't have the, I just don't have the confidence and the time to sit there and play video games like that. For me, it's like scout mode. It's like, I can see everything in front of me and that's a huge advantage for me. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's the way I use it. Yeah. I mean, and and I use it similar, you know, um, and and really you just gotta, you just gotta get out there and spend time with the thing. You know what I mean? Um, I'm not a huge fan. I, I, I mean, I've probably used perspective mode once or twice, you know, but yeah. I only use perspective mode if I'm in more shallow water, you know, yeah. I won't, you know, we'll try it. the lakes that we're fishing. Try it offshore one time and just see what you think. Like in 25, yeah. 30 feet on like rock piles. Um, okay. And you, and if you're in 25 or 30 feet, you got to put it out at least like 60 feet out um, because you're, you got, you know, you're making up for the depth of the water for the fan. Sure. If you put, if you're, if you're in 30 feet of water and you put it at 30 feet out, you're not going to see anything because you're just going to hit the bottom. So you got to like, you got to double like your depth of whatever you're in as far as distance wise. And you'll be able to see a lot in front of you. It's pretty sick. Like, cause it fans out, you know, like it's like, yeah, it's like a, a 180. (laughs) It's like, yeah. Yeah. Instead of a 360, it's like a 180. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, anyways, uh, so kind of like, that was pretty good. There was a lot of information there. I hope you guys, you know, like that little piece of us talking about why we rigged our kayaks and why we didn't buy bass boats. And <laughs> but uh, so Shane, for 2022, uh, you are just about to hop in here. Uh, this this episode is going to air Saturday, so you'll you'll be on the water as this thing's airing. Um, but you're going to head up to Shasta, right, for the yeah California Bass Nation and the Wild. Yeah, I leave here in. Uh, just in a few hours actually at 2 a.m i'm leaving so, so how are you feeling there. i think i saw you you got some practice in right yeah i got some practice in up there um and how but, do you feel because you, know, you could talk about it because this isn't going to go live till the tournament so it'll yeah, be too late yeah <laughs> um you know i, I won't lie it, it it definitely was a little tough uh i did get into a a, a decent spinner bait bite um i did pick up a decent one uh you know, early. Uh, but after that, they, they, I, I just, you know, had to focus on a little deeper water. Um, those fish were a little shallow though. I mean, I was catching fish in five to 10 feet of water, <laughs> you know, yeah. with yeah, that yeah. water moving up because it has kind of come up, um, from the snow, uh, melt. I mean, obviously the rain, the, the lake has come up a little bit, but I'll tell you what, that water is, is like, it's, brown dark green so it's not like the clear water that you know we've been used to because all that uh timber and stuff coming down am i losing I you i lost you oh uh, yeah i think i lost you there am oh, I here now? Back. okay yeah all right so well like uh, i said like just best of luck out there at shasta hopefully you uh yeah hopefully you take it home That'd be awesome. Thank you. Yeah. Are you going to be throwing those Bass Union jigs? Yeah. I'm going to be, yeah, (laughs) yeah. Bass Union jigs, A-rigs, you know, um, 
Joe makes some great stuff. I I mean, my confidence yeah. is definitely in that jig. Yeah. So, are you uh, what are what are your what are your plans? What else are your plans for 2022? What do you got going on this year? Um. So this year I'm I'm planning on fishing the kayak pro tour, um, and then I'm going to be fishing the California Bass Nation, the Wild West, uh, and then you know I'm going to fish whatever else I can. You know, uh, just like anything, you know, all of us anglers get spread pretty thin uh, when it comes to budgeting money for all these tournaments. Um, yeah, you know, I, I I had a goal last year uh, and I didn't really you know, achieve it this year. I really would like to be able to qualify for the Bass Nation National Championship, get back east and and go fish one of those uh, tournaments back there. Yeah. Um, so that's that's definitely a goal this year. Um, and definitely fish some of the Yakabass tournaments. I'm hoping I could pick up at least, I got to look at my schedule. The Maloney's up at a, uh, for the AVA. I would love to try to come fish out too. Um, but yeah. with the whole gold country thing, I've got to look at the schedule. Yeah, for sure. Well, the cool thing about the the ABA events too is like if if even if you only can fish one, it's still good payouts, and it's a two day event, yeah. and it's going to be fun. Even if you could just do one, you know, two day yeah. events are two day yeah. events are kind of where the sport I think is heading overall. Um, and it's just it's just fun to fish for two days, you know. Oh, the campground campground vibes and. Uh, yeah. you know, just fishing for two whole days, have an excuse to fish two whole days. <laughs> I know, uh, right? Third, if you go up there and pre fish, exactly. But, third, know, yeah, if the rules allow it, you know, if the, yeah, yeah, yeah. So. All right, well, uh, dude, best of luck this year and thanks for coming Thank on the you. show. I really appreciate no, it. I, um, I greatly appreciate this. Thank you, Shane. Yeah, so, um, and what is your, you what's your, what's your biggest goal this year? What's Shane Jones's biggest goal for the kayak scene? for 2022 um let's do two goals let's do let's do a like a like a i guess a reality goal and a like a dream goal two goals all right uh dream goal would definitely be uh catch a catch a double digit i mean i (laughs) i i I have not caught a double digit yet i've i've caught plenty of seven eight pounders but i've not come close to a, a a double digit uh but you know, I would really love to at least, uh, you know, win another tournament this year. Uh, last year, I won the California Open, Wild West California Open up here at Lake Tolick. Everyone else went to uh, Clear Lake. And I think a couple guys, uh, gals fished down in Southern California. Um, I was I was able to pull, uh, I think it was 98 inches out of Lake Tolick. Nice. So um, I, I would really like to to win another tournament for sure. Awesome. Um, what about you? <laughs> uh, man, for some reason I've just been having that itch to uh, to get back or not to get back, but to get to the ten house. I don't know why, but that's just gotcha. that's just one dream goal that I don't know what it is this year. I just feel like. Uh, I feel like we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Right. But that's my right. that's my dream goal. Uh, yeah. I guess a reality goal for me is to win a couple of the big series out here. I uh, I won one last year with the ABA down in Otai, and uh, going for two this year, two wins. Nice. Yeah. Nice. And maybe an AOI. Well, we all want AOI. Heck, but maybe an you're AOI. One heck good of a stick, man. So oh, I thanks. know. Likewise, I know you come you. up here to North California and fish. You know. 
I know you're 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 going to be sticking in at least top ten. So <laughs> thanks, man, and likewise too. We got to we got to get some of you guys down south, man. We gotta we gotta we gotta I trade know. blows because I come up there and like, man, I don't know what's going on. You guys got to come down here a little bit and battle with I know. us. I know, I know, <laughs> I, I you know, and I think uh, I think Wild West, I think it is, has one out in yep, uh, OJ, Otay. I think so. Yep. Um, I'm gonna see what I could do my best to get down. Picture there for picture sure. Otay like a tiny. A tiny clear lake. That's Otai. Really? Yeah. A lot right. of toolies, grass, and a little bit of offshore rock, but mostly toolies and grass. And you can catch them punching. Uh, you can catch them Senko. You can catch a frog. Don't throw a frog. It doesn't work there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> or the opposite, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, anyways, kind of to wrap the show up, uh, Shane, go ahead and shout out. Um, I know that you got. Quite a few awesome sponsors. Wait, one thing really quick before we before we let you go. Sure. I bought a pack of Spearpoint uh finesse. What are G- they? The finesse GP, GPs? GP finesse hooks. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I saw yeah. I've been seeing uh, you guys' posts. I've been seeing a ton of posts about them and that weird angle. And I I had it on a drop shot and a Nico, and those things that thing was just stuck in the roof of the mouth. Like I had so, trouble getting it out. Yeah, so uh, yeah, those spear point hooks with the the V lock, they call it the V lock. Um, I'll tell you what, uh, my confidence when I when I started using those hooks over a year ago, um, my my confidence went through the roof. I mean, I think I might have lost one fish all year uh, on one of those hooks, and it was my fault too. Is the my line broke. It wasn't. It had nothing to do with the hook or anything. What, so, what size GP do you use on your? Let's just say like your drop shot, two or one. My drop shot, I'll use like a number two. Yeah. Uh, maybe a number three. Uh, now, if I'm fishing Tolik and I know I or or anywhere, maybe Clear Lake or whatever, and I'm having to go down to a drop shot or something like that, some of those bigger fish, I might use. I might go to a one aught, maybe a two aught. It just really yeah. depends on the situation. What about Nico uh, you know, rigs? You Nico, Nico rigs? Uh, no, I don't. I, I, yeah, don't. I, I really don't throw don't. A Nico rig a whole don't. lot. It doesn't. Throw, it doesn't. <laughs> right, don't, right. Don't, don't throw it. <laughs> no, you know, uh, it, it's not that I. I mean, that 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 definitely rig definitely works. I just have never tried it. So, yeah, don't. Um, <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> so, no. yeah, the number two, uh, no, the number two seems like a good size, kind of overall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Number two is probably one of the more popular sizes for sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, those those hooks, I'll tell you what. Uh, in the whole new line lineup coming up, you know, I think they're talking maybe by April. We should we should start seeing some of the newer stuff. I think I saw a Ned rig. Uh, yeah. I don't think there, there's some things in the works, um, okay. <laughs> but you know, if you get into a Ned rig, uh, you know, I'm, I'm even thinking down the road, if we can get it, so it's designed, so it can be integrated into a, a jig. Oh man, that'd just be amazing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they've got the, the punch, the punch, uh, hook coming out. They got an offset worm hook coming out. Um, nice. they got a, a trailer hook coming out for your spinner baits, things like that. So nice. Um, no, I'm a, I'm telling you, dude, I went to, I was at sportsman's warehouse and I saw a pack and I was like, I'm going to get some. And I, and I got them and I used it and I was like, dang. Um, cause I normally use like the VMC Nico hook, which is a really good hook as well. 
and uh i also use the gamakatsu like aaron like aaron's like the finesse uh yeah g sniper finesse or whatever it is um but <laughs> i don't know <laughs> might have so to go you, that might have to go to that orange you, and blue you you may you may find yourself it's the only thing i use honestly <laughs> yeah you know yeah uh, so well, Shane, but yeah take, no. take this time right now and just you know thank your sponsors or thank um whoever supports you and then we'll kind of wrap it up great well i i really want to thank uh joe with bash union uh eric art with spear point um you know p line i've also got 5150 plastics out there in arizona um if you guys you know go check that go check them out um they have a 5150 formula on their uh kind of a garlicky smell i'll tell you what you know you don't and it's not it's not like you know you take the worm out and it's super oily or anything um and then also uh first gen fishing um and then uh of course my work is sponsoring me this year uh raised carpet one out here in modesto so nice where can people follow you on social media so just Facebook uh, at Shane Jones and then on Instagram, uh, Shane Jones Fishing. So Awesome, man. Well, again, thanks for coming on the Bassin's Fishing Podcast. Uh, really appreciate you coming on the show and uh, best of luck this year. And I'm sure, I'm sure I'll see you on the water eventually. Uh, we will soon. Thank you, Shane. Have a good, uh, good rest of the weekend. Yeah, you too. Well, that does it for today's episode, guys. Shane, thanks again for coming on. Uh, if you guys want to follow me on Instagram, you can go on Bastos Fishing uh, on social on social media as far as YouTube and Instagram goes. And uh, got a lot of cool things coming up this year in California. Can't wait to get the season started. And again, best of luck this weekend, Shane. And uh, thank you. As always, keep your thumbs ripped.